and welcome to The Culture Kid, your destination for everything happening in the pop culture world and the real world too. I'm Seth Farrow. Thank you for joining me. We're going to start things off with the who and what, where we talk about what's currently going on and what's relevant at the moment. After that, we're going to introduce a new monthly segment called Way Down the Web. The Culture Kids investigative correspondent Maggie Taylor will be joining me to discuss some strange and random things we found on the internet. Lots to talk about there. Then we'll wrap the show up with Look What Seth Found, where today I'll be telling you about some ASMR videos, but not just any type of ASMR. I'm talking about bone-cracking ASMR. Yes, that actually exists. Lots to discuss on today's episode. Let's get things started. It's the who and what. crisis going on in Ukraine has been on everyone's minds, and it seems like the conflict between Ukraine and Russia is becoming uglier and uglier. People in Ukraine are having to take cover, and a Russian airstrike recently hit a maternity hospital. Scary, scary stuff for the world to even process, especially Ukraine. There's even a rule in Ukraine banning most men from leaving the country, so that way they could be called to fight, something the Ukrainian president says is heroic. Some brave people are leaving the country, especially women and their children. And according to CNN and Unilad, as well as the Slovakian Police Department's Facebook page, there was one 11-year-old boy who traveled the Slovakia-Ukraine border by himself without his parents. He told authorities that his parents had to stay in Ukraine. This boy arrived at the border with only a backpack, his passport, and his phone number, which was written on his hand. According to police, volunteers took care of him kept him warm and provided him with food and drinks. They packed all of that for the next trip, and his coat, hat, and scarf kept him warm. Authorities were able to use the phone number on his hand, as well as a paper he had in his pocket to contact loved ones who were outside of Ukraine who arrived to pick him up. In the photos, the Slovakian police posted, the boy was smiling and holding up peace signs, all in the midst of a traumatic and otherwise scary journey, winning over the authorities and people all around the world. Now, this story definitely moved me. I mean, his parents couldn't even come with him, and I can't even imagine how scary that that kind of journey could have been at that age. It would already be a scary journey for grown-ups, but his bravery and determination to make it all the way to the border by himself, without his parents or any adults by his side, especially at the age of 11 years old, to me, is worthy of honor and praise. And I give him props, as well as everyone else who has managed to leave Ukraine. It's not easy, and it takes a lot of bravery and courage. Hopefully there will be some peace between the countries and the world. That's something we all want. Moving on to music, there was quite a bit of new music released this past week. Camila Caballo released her first song of 2022, and it's collab with Ed Sheeran. It's called Bomb Bomb, and the song may be about a breakup, but the lyrics are also very uplifting as well. Bomb Bomb, which is part of her upcoming album Familia, was teased on TikTok in February, and Caballo released the song the day she turned 25. When talking about the song and her life at the moment in a recent James Corden interview, she said that right now she's focusing on her friendships and growing as a person. It's good she's staying positive and grounded for sure. Five Seconds of Summer also made their return of the year, with their newest song Complete Mess. It has a similar sound to their past couple of albums, which proves they've probably found their own distinct and mature sound compared to their somewhat emo-ish, teeny-bopper sound they had with their first two albums. 
The video for the track is great if you want to think of some warm thoughts during the seemingly cold, snowy winter we've had, as it takes place in the desert. It shows the band lying in the sand dunes and jumping in midair. It's actually kind of creative. Other music to talk about includes a new song from Charlie XCX, her song Baby, which comes from her upcoming album Crash, which drops on the 18th. Kygo and DNCE also released a music video for their new song Dancing Feet, while Papa Roach released another new song from their upcoming studio album Ego Trip. And Chloe has teased new music. She shared a snippet of the upcoming track Treat Me, as well as a sneak peek of what seems to be the music video for it, or at least a visualizer. But regardless of what it is, in my opinion, the song and video look phenomenal. But knowing the source, it isn't too surprising, since she knows how to impress. So, go check all of those songs out. Stream them, buy them, preview them, whatever you have to do to hear them. Now it's time for a new segment here on the show. Let's get into it. is a lot of weird stuff on the internet some of it's funny some of it's creepy and some of it is just downright bizarre and random now my next guest and i like looking down the rabbit hole of youtube and the web and we figured it would be a good idea to start a segment called way down the web a new monthly segment here on the culture kid here to join me for way down the web is the culture kids investigative correspondent maddie taylor how are you doing today i am great how are you I am doing well. Well, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, oh, yes. You had something you wanted to talk about first. We're going to talk about a case called a person named Troy Becker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a very interesting guy. You have the story too. I've been looking at the story and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. if you go on the Wikipedia page itself, like, there's whole like he impersonated him. He was making an impersonation <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Well, he is pretending to be a completely different person. But you know it's just him pretending to be someone else. He didn't even, like, try to look like a different person. I know, and it's so obvious, like, because all he did was grow a beard in the picture. Yeah, well, he was, like, he didn't have a beard. And then when he was pretending to be the new person, he used an old photo of him with a beard to be like, oh, that's the other guy, that's Paul but I'm Troy because I don't have a beard. Yeah, it's really weird. And then he, and he, and looking at it, like his background for what he was doing initially on YouTube, if you guys don't know who Paul Zimmer was at the time, what he was, he was a, he was a TikToker using Musical.ly um, at the time. He would, he, according to Wikipedia, he used a fairly, um, if very corny bread on, brand on the app, doing things like making thirst trap videos, <laughs> whatever that is, <laughs> videos of himself lip singing to R&B songs and flashing mm-hmm. his abs with captions like Happy Black History Month, which, you know, it's like, he must be on drugs because yeah, yeah. one of these videos and he was, um, it was so weird. He's like, ladies, what's up? Yeah, and, and he's shirtless. audience were young people, like, yeah tweens and he was making this content and that's what he got in trouble for was um so musically had another app called lively where you could live stream and uh your fans could give you gifts which was real money and he would say hey if you give me a gift i will do at one of your videos so he would collect the gifts and then not do that so people called him out yeah, and he got in trouble for it. And I think at this time he was looking 
for something to um to make himself stay relevant in a way. So what he did was he created a completely different personality, a character, but it was basically him. Um, <laughs> he basically um he said I'm this person looks just like me or whatever. Yep. And then it ended up being it was him, but people didn't know that, and there was a whole case behind it. And there was a, like a legal name change. He changed his name legally and everything. Uh, and if we go on the Wikipedia page. He changed his name to Troy Becker. He announced that he was an actor eventually, and he a character created for social media to entertain and inspire people. He said he wanted Paul Zimmer to be like a perfect person, but he found out quickly that he, that perfection didn't exist. So he got super exhausted and, and depressed trying to be perfect, which, you know, you already were disgraced, like mm -hmm. for doing exactly. like <laughs> gross and grotesque things to a young audience, you know, like, he wants to stay relevant, but he helped people were going to know that it's him no matter what. Yeah. Like the fact that they look, he didn't even try to change himself. No. Like, he'll and do it's weird. Irrelevant. So weird because Paul is a, he's a 24 year old man. He knows what he's doing is wrong. But then when he created Troy, he's like, oh, I'm 16. And that's an even weirder thing to do. Do you know who, you know, Chris Hansen from To Catch yes. a Predator should have investigated the case. He he I'm just imagining him in this thing being like, why don't you have a seat right over there? <laughs> so tell me about those videos that you did. You pretended yeah. you were 16 oh. and you did something called flexing. And you're like, well, I wasn't really going to do anything. It's like, yeah, you did. Right. Um, yeah. Definitely weird stories out there from him. And another weird story um, that I was thinking about that we were both talking about. It, there is this case. Um, it all started in Chicago in the 80s. Now, you know how stations, you know, and they were still doing around here in this area, but no, most stations weren't really doing it by the time I was younger, but here in this area they were. But in Chicago, there was, a, they had a station, NBC station that signed off in 1989 one night. Now they have, you know, the national anthem, they play that, seems normal. But then what they did right afterwards, after the national anthem was stopped, they cut to a missing poster of a missing girl named Joanna Lopez. And there were no details about this girl, no, um, like it was just the name and the number to call. Like, and it, I guess it was the police and youth division. But what really disturbed a lot of people about the pi about the picture was that the picture that was included was a creepy, distorted picture of you. You can barely make out what she looks like in the picture. You mm -hmm. even thought it was creepy looking. It's terrifying. Like, it's probably one of the scariest photos I've ever seen. And it's not intentionally scary either. Like, like, and it was distorted and. And there were like there was like a Reddit page devoted to um finding her. Yeah, like um, I, I saw that. I was reading it. The very obscure disappearance of Joanna Lopez, and what it looks like, and people are saying she looks like an alien in the picture. And mm -hmm. I don't, I try not to laugh at the situation because I, it is pretty sad. And what's, but what is scary though is the, is the lack of details about her and how she came up, um, and the number if you try to call the number on the page. Um, it, it just rings and rings. It's not an active number. So um, people are suspecting she might have escaped from juvenile detention or she might just be a runaway. Um, and people people really, we're not the only ones who were disturbed by the picture. It's other people too. People are suspecting that Joanna wasn't a real person because because there's no details about her. You look in the, in the news articles, the newspapers, all the, there were no news reports, nothing. So I think, my and not only was it not only was this the first this wasn't even the first time she appeared she appeared again and two years later on the station at the end of a sign off for like 10 seconds and they sound off the air so it's hard to tell whether or not it was shown on accident and apparently according to people listening to um 
watch this watch the sign off back in the day this wasn't the only poster they aired they'd air it throughout the night and then they'd have different missing people too in the same distorted kind of looking pictures and they'd toggle through different people throughout the night so imagine waking up at like two o'clock in the morning you have the tv on and you see a missing person with no context a creepy photo just i it's creepy terrifying and i think it's sad when you think about it like there's no leads people are people in conversation and somebody thought she was a jane doe that might have a connection to this case i don't think it is but it very well could be somebody was saying in 1994 there was a jane doe that was found in an alley behind 4837 south champlain avenue an offender who has been charged with the murder alleged the victim was working as a prostitute when he picked her up at 63rd and Kimbark. Um, and I don't think that, like I said, I don't think the pictures look similar to each other. Like if you look at the Jane Doe pictures, I mean, it, very, it could be her, but I don't, a lot of people are suspecting it probably isn't. Um, mm -hmm. But it was suspected to be a homicide. But, and it could be, and it could be, I could see why that could be a case that could be similar because the fact that there's no details and people are suspecting this girl, Joanna, was in her late teens, maybe early 20s. And somebody actually did it. They touched up the picture a little bit. And if you look, because they were the part, the upload that it was uploaded to YouTube a couple of years prior um, was one that aired two years later after the 1989 case. And she, um, and it looks like she's wearing glasses or big glasses yeah. or sunglasses. If you look at it, so yeah. it's a little make it easier to tell, but it's really scary to look at for it's sure. Very scary. Yeah, she doesn't look human at all. Um, one person on Reddit was making a point, um, uh, one of the newest parts that she could have been a family of Im from an immigrant family. Mm -hmm. um, well, see, the person Hopscotch Art said he watched Blame It on George's video on this a while back, where he coupled Joanna's story with two other mysteries, one of them being a hijacked cable channel. It got me thinking, especially since the second time brought the broadcast was so brief that someone was hacking into the TV station. But then they also said this was very circumstantial, of course. But there was also a case of, of a white a while back of a boy on the radio who said he and his father were trapped in a car accident and his father were unconscious. Multiple people talked to this boy, but he never gave the last name of or his location. Police searches never found the boy, his father of the car. One of the main theories right now is that the boy was an illegal immigrant. And that that him that him not only saying his surname or location was a fear of response to the possibility of being deported. Um, that was one thing. It could explain why the boy and his father were not once reported missing. That's circumstantial, of course. But they also say if Joanna Lopez was a child of illegal immigrants, it would explain why there's no missing report of her. That you makes know, a lot of sense. That, that was very well yeah. could be, you know. Um, and some of he said that he was wondering if maybe there was a, it was listed on a church registry or a school record, likely from a public mm -hmm. school. Um, but five days ago or four days ago, um, there was another thing. They had some speculation. They were suspecting that she might have been a runaway foster child. And it might have been the only um, full image they had. But definitely a lot of theories. And I'm waiting. Yeah. I can't wait to see how the whole story plays out. You know, see I if know. there's any updates. I mean, this whole thing has really got me. Like, I'm glued to it. It's yeah. like, it's like looking at a train wreck. You you can't stop. But that's a lot of missing people. Like, there have been a few. Like, I used to look up missing people over the years, and there oh, have been yeah. a few cases that have really stuck with me. Like, I still think about them from time to time. Me too. Um, like, I think about um just even even from when I was younger, those different cases. But it's definitely sad for sure when somebody goes missing. Totally. Or even like. You know, 
people who are murdered and you never find out who the murderer was like oh you know what i just found somebody what? added some color to the picture did they yeah yeah and it makes it look a little more um what's it called you, you can tell she's wearing glasses in the picture i'd have to mm -hmm. share it with you um okay. some person said it, it feels so strange but great to see a higher quality color they just edited to add it, some color to the picture. Yeah, it, they made it high quality, and it actually looks a lot more realistic. She's wearing, looks like in the picture they made it so that she's wearing lipstick and glasses or sunglasses. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, definitely interesting. So we'll have to see how that story plays out, and we'll and if we get any updates, we'll we'll talk about the story again. We'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. Definitely talk about it with the viewers, but. And just so you know, you might want to let the viewers know that you're actually studying to be a journalist. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Um, well, I went to Albany for journalism, studied that, and now I'm at Potsdam, and I'm studying creative writing, but I'm still, I don't know, going <laughs> down the journalism path. Yeah. Kind of exploring your ventures, kind oh, of. Yeah 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 mm -hmm. you know maybe you could do um a story about jan terry who was actually on the show last week i know you were excited about that i was so excited about that she's i know an you and i are both good fans of hers yes we both like jan terry she's um and if you don't know who she is she had she was considered to have if viewers who don't know who she is she was considered to have worst music video um, <laughs> on youtube and she and what she says, and she told me, she says that was just somebody's opinion, and that there are actually worse music videos than hers on the on YouTube. Oh, totally. I've seen a thousand just horrific music videos. I'll have to send some to you. Yes. Yeah. No, I think Jan's amazing. She is. She's iconic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I know you said hot dog maybe altered your brain chemistry. <laughs> Yes, it did. No, I but in a it. good way, though. <laughs> yes, of course, in a good way. Why wouldn't it? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe Jan could do a benefit for some of these people, like for the Paul Zimmer case. She could be, she could pull a Paul Zimmer and she could oh. pretend to be somebody yeah. else, dress up as a dude. <laughs> she should. Do. Yeah, could that you would imagine? definitely get her some views. Could you imagine if she did that? In one of her music videos, that would be interesting if she dressed mm -hmm. if she if she dressed up as a guy and pretended to be a guy and they were yeah. dating each other. She'd be dating herself. <laughs> dating each other. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me, Maddie. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. It's time for Look What Seth Found, and today I'm talking about a topic, a type of video that's been around for a while, longer than you may have realized. Now, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of ASMR, Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response videos. There are all types of them, and a lot of them people will whisper, or they'll be at least be really quiet. Sometimes the actual content of the videos will include eating, playing with slimy or slushy textures, and then there are the ones that involve bone cracking. The bone cracking sounds are definitely an acquired taste, for lack of better words. You either really enjoy the sound, you find it really relaxing and satisfying, or you hate the sound and find it to be like nails on a chalkboard. Regardless of how you feel about the sounds of necks cracking, fingers popping, and backs cracking, there are people who do ASMR bone cracking videos. 
There are actually entire channels devoted to the art of bone cracking, in this case self-adjustments and ASMR bone cracking. The first person I'm going to tell you about is someone who's been doing this type of video for over 10 years. Her name is Nikki Rowe. She used to go by the name Morgan Beam on YouTube, doing cracking videos with some guy before venturing out and doing her own videos on her own channel a few years later. Now, the typical Nikki Rowe video usually starts with Nikki saying hello to her fans, usually in her bedroom or in a living room, any place really. She's almost always wearing some sort of sexy outfit or a type of lingerie. Sometimes before she even starts doing the cracking, she'll give a motivational or positive message. She likes to spread positivity. Or she'll give you, the viewer, a tip on how you can get the type of cracks she gets, like making sure to do a lot of stretching. Then after that, it's time for the cracking. She spices up the video by saying things like, Oh, you know what I'm going to do. I'm coming in close. I'm going to do the tips. Here we go. The tips meaning the fingers. Throughout her videos, when she's finished doing a crack, she'll make comments along the lines of, Oh my god. Deep. Oh, you four. Oh my gosh, that smelled so amazing. In a rather suggestive tone of voice, she even brings the camera with her to the bed so she can crack her back. It's almost like her version of a very, very soft core porn. One that would be YouTube friendly, but still somewhat obvious. Fans absolutely love her channel, and I will admit, she does have a great body and figure. I mean, she skates, she plays sports, she eats healthy foods, and not only does she do a lot of exercise, but she even does about 40 push-ups a night. That's definitely something to celebrate. Another thing her fans love is her seemingly positive attitude she has, and the positivity she tries to spread on not just her YouTube, but on social media like Twitter and Instagram as well. Another channel on YouTube, well, another person on YouTube, who does a lot of cracking videos is Jason Leung who has now created a separate YouTube channel devoted to cracking videos titled Crack God. His videos feature a lot of the same kind of cracking you see on Nikki Rose's channel, but there are actually more body parts he cracks, like his jaw. Yeah, you heard that, right? For that, he puts his hand on the right side of his jaw and pushes down and cracks it. If you're wondering how this could even be good for you, well, I'm wondering the same thing. He even cracks all of his toes at the same time while rolling or pinching them all at once on the floor. When he does it, it actually sounds like a choir of cracks. So, if you're into that kind of thing, and believe me, there's a cult following of people who into the bone-cracking genre, you can check out those channels on YouTube. Nikki Rowe and the other channel, Crack God, all one word, have made their channels almost exclusively devoted to cracking videos. Go check them out, if you dare. And just like that, we have reached the end of today's episode of The Culture Kid. It was a great time. I hope you had a great time as well. Of course, I want to thank Maddie Taylor for joining me. And as always, thank you for listening to the show. I always appreciate your support. If you want more updates about The Culture Kid, even extra clips, photos, videos, and reminders about our upcoming shows, go to our Facebook page, The Culture Kid. I'm Seth Farrow. Have a great day.